making my shade too dark I love myself, I no longer need you, but Enforcing my dark side like a young George Lucas Light don't mean you smart, being dark don't make you stupid He came here. Was it on acid? Acid, for acid? so like, crazy. Literally, just right before getting the car tight shit again. All right, before we get to that, this is crazy. Are you recording? <laughs> all right, all right. I had to get this on wax right here, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. This is episode fifty-one of the Conscious Experience. I am the humble host, Therese. I got my right hand man in the cut, as always. Lap is in the building. Was goody. Yo, what's good, everybody? Yes, sir. Oh, shit. I got full screen. Give me one second. Ugh. Just part of the process right here. Everything yeah. squared away. Hey, Ma, I should have took cool. me a ginger shot for coming here. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Let me get back on this. Um, all right. Uh, before we get to the episode, this podcast is sponsored by The Daily Currency. The Daily Currency is a financial blog that we post a lot uh, financial recommendations. Shout to Regus, family of the podcast. He is the essential author, the writer of the blog, and he uh, gives a lot of, lot of great financial tips and recommendations on what to invest in. So check that out, man, if you want to make some bucks. And uh, yeah, man, I got my... <laughs> Hey, bro. You gotta be careful on the mic. With that. I'm gonna just move this higher, cause look, bro. We got we got one of my one of the funniest human beings I've ever met in my life. Uh, on, one, of my, one, one of my most favorite human beings. Uh, my best friend, my brother, the Honorable Lanes Albert. What's good, my brother? Hey guys, how you doing, man? <laughs> So this podcast, I'm going to really try to quarterback it. I've been drinking all day, so I'm pretty much drunk at this point. Um, Lanes is probably on the same level. We're smoking legal tobacco right here. Um, and then, <laughs> wink, wink. And uh, <laughs> my boy Lap is in the cut too, chilling. So we're on some good vibes. I'm going to really try to keep this podcast from going off the rails, but I can't make any promise. This is what happens. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. <laughs> I did not come here to keep things on the rail. <laughs> it's been a while since I, you feel me, since I spoke my mind, so... Let's get to it, man. Come on. So, first of all, let's talk about the craziness that's going on. You just got off an acid trip. Man, before I even got on an acid <laughs> trip, let me tell you about the day I just had a day. You okay. want to you wanna hear about my day, bro? Let's hear about your day. All right, bro. So, I got a young lady sitting right over there. Okay. You feel what I'm saying? And you feel me? I've been talking to her for a little bit. So, it was about time. You feel me? I, I asked a big question. I'm not getting married yet, but you feel what I'm saying? I had to pop that question. You feel me? So, I've been up since... However long you feel me, I called you first thing in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were talking about it, and you feel me. So I got I got the plan going. So right off of you feel me asking her out, you feel me with the flies and everything. We'll, we'll get into that later. Okay. And uh, <laughs> and yeah, you feel me. I had the little tab in my pocket. Hey, I'm like I'm about to get to Therese right quick. I got to get right. You feel me? So we here now. Awesome. So two great things happened. You asked 
out your newly girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Shout out, like, hey. g- give out the name. Shout, shout her out. Hey, we got we got young lady <laughs> Jessica Natalie Syria right over there. You feel me, sitting pretty. Can right. I see the lighter though? Yeah, here you go. It's just a torch. Just press the button right here. Right. And then after that, in celebration. You went and had a acid trip. Yeah, you know, like it's, I think with the acid, it's more of a spiritual thing for me, and and as I kind of like make these decisions, and like it's, it's celebration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You oh. know, I mean, to the people that are open minded, it is a celebration. But you just have to kind of like, you know, know what it is, what you know what it is that you're doing, and know what kind of mind state you're in. Yeah, because it's not for everybody. I tell you that. And that's very important. You gotta know what you're doing when you get into these things. Like I was telling you. I probably won't have a, a another trip until I'm a little bit older, um, not number wise, but just like ment- mental maturity. You know, I, I want to make sure that um, I have a little bit more uh, wisdom in my head before I go and have another huge trip. But for people who've never experienced a psychedelic trip, they kind of bought into the rah-rah about psychedelics being bad, period, you know. What? How would you explain your experience with these psychedelic drugs? Because you've done shrooms in right. uh, LSD now, right? LSD. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not. All right. So before I even say anything, disclaimer is that I'm not here to advertise, nor to motivate, nor you feel me. Whatever you choose to do at the end of the day, you're a grown person. If you're 18 or older, I'm speaking on behalf of you. Whatever you choose to do, that's on you. But speaking from my experience, though, I feel like. With the shrooms and LSD is like what you see on TV or how they how they make it seem like it's really like different, bro. Cause it's really like a mind state. Like it's like I can't really like explain it because I'm kind of like going through it right now. But yeah. it's like a mindset. Like it's not really what you what you expect. Like I'll be jumping off the room right now, going crazy. But I'm really just having a conversation, and in a way, I'm just a little bit more inspired. And whatever it is that I'm thinking about. You know, I get the writing. Yeah. So it's like, it's really kind of like with energy. You know, you have those kids in the outside that just have a lot of energy, but don't have a place to really put it. Mm-hmm. You know, ever since I was a kid, I learned where to manage my energy. So yeah. even with the with these substances now that I'm experimenting with, it's like I don't really let it drive me crazy or nothing like that. I'm, I'm able to, you know, keep everything how I want it to be. Very introspective experience. Do you see, like, colors and things like that? I mean, off the LSD for sure, like, one of the movies I would say for anybody that ever tried it, um, you know that Spider Man into the Spidey verse. Um, yes. But that movie right there, boy, I tell you. Yeah, that's the uh, anim- animation. That's the animation version, version yeah. where yeah. yeah. That 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 right there. I mean, <laughs> with, with just anything around, bro. I was really just on social media, just scrolling through, and I'm just looking at like all the beautiful black women. Not to even bring no like colors nothing to it, but you you could just see the aura. And I, that's one of the things I was even talking to your lady about was just like, bro, like is this how you see the world on a regular basis? Because I'm jealous, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was just like a, a crazy experience. So it was really just opening your mind up to just. What what is just more to just what you what you already know is really like being outside of the box. Mm-hmm. But then while you're outside of the box, you have somebody else looking at you and just like observing. It's kind of it's weird explaining I, it. I would say the key word for me would be like gratitude. Like you have like this overall gratefulness to be alive, and you see the beauty in everything. And that's that's what I think. Um, that's where I think psychedelics make causes a huge turn in a lot of people's mind, you know, because it opens up that perspective for people and they begin to see life in such a way where it's 
appreciable instead of being like a chore. Uh, Lap, I know that you've done um, your fair share, allegedly, and this is all alleged. We could be lying. I think we're lying about this anyway. Um, <laughs> but but you had, you had what your, are we talking about again? Right, <laughs> you had your alleged experience. Um, tell the guests how that went because we we talked about it before. We actually had a, a trip together. Yeah, man, it was the uh, the conscious experience, you know. <laughs> no, uh, uh, it was good. I mean, I feel like um, it's really just about um, a shift in like perspective. Um, so I heard before that like um, the difference between like I guess you can say like dimensions. So if we like drew on a piece of paper, you draw like a two D object and a three D object. The only difference <sighs> is perspective or you know you look at it from a different angle which gives it that extra dimension so i feel like with psychedelics it kind of just taps into that and you're kind of like using a different part of your brain and it activates different parts of your brain so you see the different perspectives that are already here that you can't really tap into yeah so one of the things i see on top of that too is for anybody that's thinking about like tripping or anything like that i wouldn't recommend doing it alone because a lot of times, if you're tripping by yourself, it's like, what are you, what are you tripping for in the first place? Like, you know what I mean? It's typically like something that you do with someone else, and and just just to have somebody you know to to surveillance you or something like that, you know, just to make sure you're straight. But nonetheless, it's something that's actually experience with somebody else. Yeah, yeah, I, w- I would definitely say maybe for like the first few times. I know for me personally, I like to go on trips by myself and take like long walks in nature, because. During those walks, I'm able to have like this clarification of my life purpose, my life journey, and you know what this existence means in the whole scheme of the universe. And you begin to understand that you're this like little dot on this huge circuit board of operating factors, and it really humbles you and centers you. And again, I think that's one of the uh, best traits or qualities you get from those experiences, you become you become super humble. Um, yeah, it was like as as you talk about more about just that humbleness. It's like, but when when you're really off that time and everything else really doesn't even matter anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because I remember one of the best trips I've ever had was with, with my one of my friends. I, I won't really mention his name, but he was supposed to be here today. <laughs> <clears throat> You know, and it was crazy, kind of like the space that we went to. Mm-hmm. You know, we were together for like 10 hours straight, just, you know, just going on some brain whiz, just writing on paper all these different ideas, you know, and it was just like, dang, I didn't even know I was capable of doing that, you know what I mean? And, and for everybody that I tripped with, it was like a different experience, or something different that I learned. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And even with you, like, the first time I ever, you know, kind of, even though that didn't go, you know, the best way, but... You know, even that, like, we, we, we have different experiences different depending on who we're with and yeah. the mindset that we're in as well. Do you remember our first psychedelic experience? I definitely do, bro. All right, remind the people how that night went. Uh, <laughs> I mean, all right, so I think I think just, just as we were just talking about, you know, knowing what kind of mindset you're in before trying anything that you never tried before. And for me, I think it was around a bad time just all together, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, I just graduated from college, and that's one of the things, you know, I kind of have in writing for, for two weeks to talk about later. It's just like, you know, post-grad depression, like, what are you doing after you just graduated? So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm having to, you know, figure that out. 
And uh, in the midst of doing that, you know, I'm working uh, and working two jobs now, and I'm up since six in the morning, and now I'm trying to, you know, get 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 off work, change my clothes real quick, and then head over to your crib, you know, have fun. And it's like you're not even taking time to yourself. So now I'm putting myself in in a, in a fun state, but really physically I'm not even there. Yeah. So you know what I mean. So it's like so going into that trip just in the first place, I wouldn't even I, I didn't even have the proper nutrition to begin with, the proper rest. Proper mindset, cause I didn't even know, like you know, it was just something I was just doing just because. And as you think about like shrooms or LSD, is it's not one of those things you do just because, cause doing it just because is what you, was was gonna put you in that hole, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, as I kind of like went in there, just head first, you know, being young first time, not really knowing what I was going into, I, I just kind of like dove in in deep, and and the trip was really just a bad experience. And you, you and you were there just like. Just, just present. Even though you weren't really in my head, but just like for me, from the from the outside looking, like from the inside looking out, it was I, just like I, a I know, scary situation. I know bro. what trip you're talking about, but mm-hmm. that's not our first psychedelic trip. So are you talking about? Are you talking about? Yeah, it was. It was getting good. It was getting good. No, no, that, it was getting good. But I don't want to make. Sh- I want to so, make sure. So, so, so are you talking page. about? Are you talking about the marijuana trip? Yeah, yeah. When we're on the beach. Okay, okay, okay. okay. But but continue, but, right. continue your story because that is it's sounding badass. <laughs> <laughs> No, but no, for real, like just, just you were, you were there, bro. Like I was really just your tripping, like, like it was crazy, bro. Like we were, we were, you try to like put us on, you feel me? We were watching um Animal Planet, like one of those Will Smith narration, you know, one of those Tourette shows, whatever. <laughs> and uh, I'm just watching it, and I'm out of nowhere, like everything just started like going slower and slower, bro. Like I just started seeing every pixel and everything, and me being like a a nerd, I guess. Just, I'm just trying to analyze everything, and then my brain can't even do that for real. So, bro, I literally probably even had a seizure right there on the floor. Mm. And that's when you came out of nowhere. You were tapping me, you were like, bro, you good? And I was like, yeah, bro, I'm good. And out of nowhere, it just felt like like the world just turned upside down, bro. And I just came back to life, and you were just there looking like, feel me with your hand out, just ready to like help yeah. me up. And I was just like, dang, bro, I never want to do that again. But yeah. from there, that was just kind of like a like a, that rebirth, you know what yeah. I mean? Like. Just based on that, just that that chapter of my life after graduating and everything, that was like the first time when I really went through some like real life situation where I had to really just analyze like, dang, like, what am I really doing with my life? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, like, so as I kind of like dive into like more of a trip or experiment, it's not really just like, oh, what am I doing with my life now? Because if you think about it, bro, like if you ever try shrooms, it's like you just did, mm-hmm. like the trip themselves kind of like tell you what to do or what not to do, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I promise you, like, I admit it, like, I had a nicotine addiction for two years, bro. Like, you can't, like, you could literally go through life and not nobody even know it. Like, anybody won't even admit it, but all those vape pens and things, like, you see, they have commercials all over the place, bro. Everybody is hooked on that, and they, won't, they don't even know how to get out of it. But it wasn't until recently when I started talking to my lady again, bro, in the morning, she me, I used to tell her, like, hey, hide that from me. And she go and hide it. In the morning, I just wake up with, like, just craving this. You feel me? Just craving this. It's like smoking the blunt, but on a different level. Like, your mind. nicotine in it? The nicotine. Like, it's just straight nicotine. Yeah. It's like that that mind high just take over, but that's what I was telling you in regards to substance. Like, the shrooms itself was kind of like what helped me just get out of that. Yeah. And then in a way, you 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 could blame marijuana as, like, a gateway drug or whatever, but I'm telling you, marijuana had no way, shape, no form, had anything to do with, like, my experiences. But that's just kind of like, just them putting me on like what what else not to do. Yeah. But you think about it like, about I'd even be on the trip and I had to like take Tylenol or even Advil sometime, bro. 
and I'd go straight in the bathroom, just throwing all of that up. You know what I mean? Even even a sip of wine back in the bathroom, throwing all of that up. And it's just like, dang, like I'm taking these these so quote unquote drugs, right? Mm-hmm. And they're supposed to make me make me make me worse, but yet these quote unquote regular legal stuff on, on the shelf are the ones you feel me like tearing my insides up. Mm-hmm. And people don't even get into that. Like like Brian is a is an exercise science major. We could get into renal clearances yeah. and you talk about you you one as well. You talk about kidney failures and how 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 much damage like Tylenol really do to your to your system. Well I wanted to bring But they don't even want to talk about that. But go ahead. I wanted to bring something up real quick. It, like this, with this, yeah. yeah this but it, this is a funny point. Like when you look at pharmaceutical drugs they fix one thing, but then they create like three or four other things that right. wasn't originally there. Right. It's, so, a, it's, it's, a, it's a game that's about to get exposed, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I came here to talk some shit. Yeah, right? yeah. So, but so, 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 so I'm not gonna talk about it on behalf of nobody or nothing. I'm be I'm talking on behalf of myself and whatever research that I've been able to make on my own, right? Okay. So just like the the healthcare system or pharmaceutical, they're all kind of like it's like a table, bro. You see that tripod right there? Just think about it, just like that. You have the healthcare system. You got the pharmaceutical company. You got the, just the government. They all depend on one each other. You feel what I'm saying? Like, like you're in the hospital, but you're gonna need pills, right? And all these pills you're gonna need eventually. You're gonna you're gonna require to come back and get them again. You feel what I'm saying? And your health insurance is gonna is gonna be what's actually gonna be helping you get these pills. So it's kind of like a connection, like a full circle going over. So once you kind of like dive in that in that realm, there's no going out, bro. So you're like 40, 50 years old, still taking pills, and you wonder why your kidneys never get better because you're messing your kidney up with the same thing that's supposed to be helping you. Yeah. Think about it, bro. Yeah. Like, all the greats in regards to the good stuff you could really eat. Like, you, you're the first one to put me on, like, superfoods, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all there for you to eat. You just got to know what it is that you need for your body, bro. Yeah. Just understand your body. Like, like, I'm over here going through my weight loss journey, bro. Like, recently just literally going to, like, Popeye's, eating, eating, like, a, um, like a, one of those with a crispy chicken sandwiches, yeah, yeah, bro, and just going home, bro, just throwing up like for like literally three hours straight, mm. and I'm just like, bro, is that you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it was like you wondering why all these stores are in our communities, but all the Whole Foods and and supermarkets or whatever that they they in the little cities that that's literally down the road, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm literally right there in Deerfield, bro, on Hillsboro. We're not that far away from from the main city. Yeah. So just on that main road, but you got all the all the trash ass places. Like you got Hooks, you got Popeyes, you got all these places that you wouldn't even feed your dog to, but yet on the main street where everybody else is staying at, you feeding them, right? Yeah. But on the street right over, you could just go to uh go to Boca Supermarket and get yeah. you fresh meal. Yeah. So why isn't the same thing provided to them? Right, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So it's kind of like just perspective, bro. So just like the the medication that we're we're so you feel me like inclined to t- uh, taking, like we gotta we gotta know what it is that we're putting in our body, bro. Yeah. And that comes with the food and medication is first and foremost, cause just like the tripod, they're gonna keep depending on one another, bro. And and that's facts. Like you can look that up, whatever book, encyclopedia, Google, whatever it is, uh, it'll show you the facts, bro. Yeah. You know, and like that, that like matches some of your research that you, you know, found um, through, you know, government and, you know, there being pockets of corruptness in the governmental agencies where they do have like this pre-planned initiative to um, keep people locked up, keep people hooked to drugs, etc. You know, what is your what is your opinion on um, on that as well? Um, I mean, I feel like, well, I guess as far as, uh, 
I guess, diet or just even that whole spectrum of like healthcare and everything like that. Um, for one, one of the points that I think I just pretty much kind of connected maybe today or like last night is that for the most part, it's like publicity can really be bought, right? So it's like the same reason why they'll tell you to pick up, you know, a cigarette or to pick up, you know, a vape pen and put down the weed is because they'll be like, that's bad for you, but you can try this. And they'll kind of just like downplay it. And so also you got to think about like scientists, they're pretty much bought because they don't make money based off of their intelligence. They make money based off of how somebody can use their intelligence. So they're only going to study what people are going to pay for. So they're only going to produce content that people will pay for and public people don't pay for it. Private entities do hmm. such as governments. So they, so it's almost like you really got to see who do people answer to. I mean, I'm not even going to get in so, as deep as the answer, but go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Continue. Oh, and then as far as, um, like insurance and healthcare, kind of like how that tripod example went, uh, you also got to think of it like this as well, like um, when it comes to like, so it's like when it comes like when healthcare and everything like that becomes like publicized or like public in a sense. So say like you can say like the Affordable Care Act. So it's like once the government gets involved the price of the drugs are going to go up because insurance is going to pay whatever the cost is. Kind of like education. They can charge whatever they want because they're going to give you any type of loan amount. So it just kind of keeps people like trapped in like a cycle. But um, so I guess that's, that's that tangent. And another thing that I learned was that um, tigers only eat once a week. And after they get that kill, they pretty much like fast and eat, you know, uh, like grass and water and shit like that. Then you look at, you know, gorillas, they don't eat meat at all. And you kind of look at the animal kingdom, like for example, a snake, a snake don't eat everything. You know what I'm saying? A snake only eats maybe once a week as well, or a couple times a week, or maybe once a day, you feel me? Mm -hmm. And us as humans, we kind of make condition to like, oh, I gotta eat three times a day. I need this, I need that. And secondly, it's like a lot of the shit that we eat isn't natural. Like there's not a Coca-Cola fountain. There's not a chicken nugget tree. There's not a Oreo tree. There's not, you know, all these things. And um, we don't probably need to eat every, you know what I'm saying? It's like just the way that we've kind of been conditioned to kind of like, oh yeah, we need eight hours of sleep. We need, um, you know, to eat three times a day. We need this, this, and that. We need milk. We've kind of just been kind of taken out of our element and kind of used to be, um, I guess, consumers. 100%. And I think there's two aspects to this. You know, you have the manipulation factor of these big corporations, you know, influencing people through genetic modification, you know, through enhancing certain things to get people hooked on, etc. And then on the other side, you have personal choice where you you do have the power in choosing your lifestyle and, and, and become the person who you're going to ultimately come. 
So it's just like those two factors are always going to be budding. But I do think there's a lot of shit going on, man. I mean, there, there, there's just a lot of shit going on in our society, and it stems from this materialistic society we live in, you know, the values and what the foundation is based on. And I think that we are faced as a collective, not as black people, not as white people, but as a collective um, to take on a spiritual journey and extend to the next phase. If we don't, we're going to continue to blow each other up. We're going to continue to hate each other. We're going to continue to live a life of thievery, jealousy, etc., etc. And that's what we call... <laughs> and that's what we call living through, you know, fear. And and when you live through fear, you don't love live through love. Love is where you have security, you have trust, you know, you have spiritual awareness. When you live through fear and doubt, that's where insecurity comes from. That's where hatred comes from. And that stems that stems to murder and war, cap, all this crazy stuff. So we have a we have like a brief moment in time as a human collective to decide where we're going to go. Are we going to continue to destroy ourselves to our demise? Or are we going to take up this journey of spirituality and begin to coexist with one another? Yeah, I have a point to add to like, um, so I guess when like all throughout time, it's pretty much been like, you know, the, the ruling class or the, you can say the 1% versus, you know, the other 99%. Yeah. And I would say like the, uh, the most consistent thing to expect is like, uh, as you say, the power is like, you can expect people to manipulate what you think as a result of the pain that you're feeling, regardless of whether it be economic status, whether it be the race relations, basically just to consolidate power. So like, it's like they already know what buttons to press and then you can basically get tricked into going with an agenda. Yeah. Ooh, all right, I like I like how you just went into like knowing what, 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 what button to press, right? So it's kind of like this quote or whatever. I read it somewhere, I don't remember, but it's like, bro, hurt people, hurt people, right? Mm. And hope that they become as hurt as themselves. But whenever they won't get a chance to like hurt them, they try to hurt the people around them in hopes that like they'll turn against them. You feel what I'm saying? So it's kinda like that, like knowing what, what button to press, like like bro, if I can't if I can't press your buttons, who do you care about? Your family. You feel me? How am I gonna get them to to, to buy the same thing that you you don't wanna pay your money on? Mm-hmm. The same thing they watching T V on. Yeah. They want toys, they want that the new iPad. Think about it, bro. I have four or five-year-old nieces and nephews that can't even, like, pay attention to nothing unless I have TV on or the iPad. Whoa. Think about that, bro. When I was five or four, I didn't, I didn't even know what a, what TV was unless somebody turned it on for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So even before they get a chance to speak, they're in front of that TV just just paying attention. You know what I mean? Like, So it's, it's a lot that, that, that we're getting exposed to and across information and everything, all, all these data that we were we had access to early on. Yeah. So now you talk about buttons being pressed, bro. Now they have access to put these buttons all aspects. You feel what I'm saying? Like, if it's not Fortnite, you feel me? Like, trying to get new updates. Now, now, now you're checking your credit card. You got, like, $2,000 going off of something like Fortnite. What? These credits are already gone. Now you got to just deal with it. You feel what I'm saying? So it's a lot. It's a lot of button to be 
pushed, bro. So, in regards to just like us or the people listening right now, it's really just, bro, how are you gonna react when you play and get pushed? You feel me? Mm. Yeah. Like, well, what do you already have like in place with your kids? Like, how are you raising them? Cause like, obviously, bro, there is no way to raise your kids right nowadays. Cause technology always gonna overcome. You feel me? But what 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 limits can you really put, bro? Like. How much time can you really put in a home so you can actually pay attention to them, see what they're actually doing, you know what I mean? It's like, bro, it's a lot, like, in regards to just these buttons being pushed, because now it's like, bro, we're, we're we're trying to be conscious, right? In regards to the people talking or us that's a little bit older listening, we think that we, we got it going on, we, we got it figured out, but in reality, it's still so much more to learn. Let me play devil's advocate. What about the parents who have that nine to five? They have to work and they have to pay the bills to keep the lights on, you know? What about those busy family members to where, you know, you come home, you have like maybe two hours with your kids and then they have to go to bed. Then you have work the next day and it's almost like that that rotation cycle. Bro, I'm not like in regards to like I'm, I'm not going to step in nobody's pocket. Or you feel me? Come in somebody's family and tell them how to how to manage. But my reality is, bro, you just gotta know what your priority is, for real. Like, bro, just off topic, right? It's not what you what you grinding for, basically. Nah, but it's not even the grind, bro. You think about it this way, bro. Like, I got a young butt right now. Like, that's my roommate. That's what I'm staying with right now, bro. But his daddy had been to everything since he was a baby, bro. You could literally see his little highlight. You feel me? Like in high school, his daddy flipping ties and all, like. You feel what I'm saying, bro? What's your excuse, bro? But his daddy still fly. Like, his daddy was just at the last home game, like, flying from Alabama, you feel me, to sort to his son game. So what's your excuse, you feel me? So it was, like, the love is there to be, to be made. So I don't want to hear about your 9 to 5. If you got a 9 to 5, bro, make it, make it four times, like, you feel me, four, four, four times a week instead of five times so you can make time for who, who, who matters to you. You feel me? And right now, bro, it's like, like, one of the things I wanted to kind of, like, dive into Right, it's like college. One of the things that either you just went through it, you graduated a few a few years back. She's probably going to graduate soon. You feel me? Like, but one of the questions they ask you, like after you graduate college, after that day, you feel me? You take your pictures and everything. You, you walk across that stage. What happened after that? You feel me? Like you get your dream job. Is that it? Is that where you're really gonna be working for the next 30, 40 years of your life? Like, is a job even what you really want to do for real? You feel what I'm saying? So there's a lot of questions to be asked, bro. So it's like, bro, this is just like the same question I was asking before. Like, what are you willing to make time for? So, but to to go off your points and then to initially double mm-hmm. down on what I was saying, like, that is what happens, though. After college, it's just, it, it becomes this racetrack to where you kind of float. If you don't have a plan, which most graduates don't, you know, you kind of float to what is paying your bills and then and then that becomes you buying a car you know getting a better apartment you know getting a dog now getting a girlfriend now you guys get married now it's kids and then it becomes this deeper deeper hole but the thing is bro you didn't realize that you kind of just adapted to life you didn't have like a premeditated plan and so that becomes a lot of people's realities and they're stuck in these jobs where they do have to work a nine to five and even a lot of times they have to work overtime just to keep up with their bills just to keep up with their liabilities because they created so much bad debt for themselves. So can I can I can I make a point? 
What's the point? So you said they're putting themselves in the hole, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, a hole is a hole. Nobody gonna put you in it but yourself. Yeah. So I don't want to hear none of that you talk about in regards to like, like you feel me? Like, oh, they did, they did, did that. At the end of the day, like that's what you put yourself in. So like, if I got bad credit right now. I have to figure it out, but how am I gonna raise my credit? No, one hundred percent, I get. You feel what I'm saying? Like, but if I got, if I'm I got, saying, like, I'm just saying that. But that's like, but that's the general. Reality, that's the general reality. But so, based on what I'm talking about right now, that might, that just might not be the life that you want to put into. But yeah. in regards to the, to the, to the, to the, to the child that you want, the kids you want to raise one day, uh-huh. that's the kind of, that's the kind of lifestyle you want to, you want to make available for yourself, because, yeah. bro. Theory, like you're raising your kids yourself with a computer is. But it's impossible because they don't have the perspective to, to see it like that. Well, perspective when you don't is have perspective, to, man. But the thing Just, is, that's what we was talking about psychedelics. Psychedelics mm-hmm. opens up your perspective, right? When you don't have the perspective to put those priorities in order, which I don't think a lot of people do, looking at don't the current so? climate. Looking at the current climate of a society, I, I, I don't I think so. I would give them the benefit of doubt. But I feel like everybody is old enough to be able to at least know what it is that they want, bro. They are old enough, but I think it, it comes down to where you're at in your life you know what i'm saying there's other factors that are going to point to you know the type of decisions you're going to make and i feel like a 40 year old can be or a 20 year old can be just as wise as a 50 year old it just depends on what the perspective on life is and having that perspective being able to see okay yo my kids are my first priorities you know, mm-hmm. fuck this nine to five. I'm more myself to be an entrepreneur. I'm gonna find a way to be able to provide my family. And if you actually do that, then you have that perspective of being an entrepreneur and spending more time with your family. But if you're someone who's just just gotten on that fast track, and you know they're just stumbling and 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 going around in life with no guidance, which a lot of people are going doing right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then then that that's not a possibility for you right now. And that's all. I'm yeah, saying. I, I have like I mean, a perfect interjection to that. All that, cause really, you know me, bro. I'm never, I'm never gonna stop at the like that impossible stuff. Like talking about that's all you could do. Like you feel me, like, bro. Like before, yeah. before I lose my train of thought, but it's like, bro, nah, I don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, it's, it's trillions of people. Like my sister, like not, not, not to even sound like one of those old heads, nothing, right? But my sister came in this country, right? Like did a whole, did a whole like doctorate and stuff in the Dominican Republic, right? But when it, when she came to America, she couldn't even do nothing in the hospital. So she had to go start from scratch all over again, you feel me? Became a CNA, had, had, a, had a first kid. Went into her LPN, had a second kid. You feel what I'm saying? Then got her RN, got a BSN, now she's getting her master's. Like, it's like, bro, it's a lot of excuses you could give me, bro, but it's, the opportunities are there for you to find it. Find it. I'm not, I'm not, but I'm not saying that. See, I think you, no, no, so, 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 let me clarify okay. myself, though. Let me mm-hmm. clarify my, myself. I'm not saying it's not possible. That's what I'm doing with my life exactly right now. But I am saying that there's another side of the coin where that, that's a lot of people's reality. But so, so, so as you talk about their reality, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to show you the other side of the moon, bro. Of course. That's the dark side of the moon, the side that nobody gets to see because yeah. that's the reality for real. Yeah. Like, you think about it, bro. The reason why everybody is broke right now is because they're always trying to flex by something. Yeah. They got the nicest cars so they so they could flex. But you see the people, the richest person only even got a nice car for real. Yeah. So, like, it's like a whole different fluctuation in the mindset. Because the people making money are making money off of people buying. So, it's like, you feel what I'm saying? Now, I see what you're saying. I, and I, and I yeah. think we're on the I same gotta, page. I, gotta, I can't, I can't yeah. lose my train yeah, of thought. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. we're about to go into a whole different <laughs> type of really, vibe right now. Really, what the basis of it is, is there's a lot of people that subscribe to a victim mentality and there's people that subscribe to a victim mentality uh. 
And there's a lot of people that enable the victim mentality. And at the end of the day, all you need is one excuse. People gonna give you multiple. <laughs> and all you really need is one reason to do. Yeah. And regardless of who it, whoever it is, we all got 24 hours in a day. And like, from that point, it's like, the reason why some things appear to be not in people's train of thought or perspective is because motherfuckers don't have a plan. They just go through life on autopilot because paths are already written out. What's what you saying? You have to think about going to college. You have to think about going to high school. You have to think about getting a job because these things are all laid out for you. They offer it to you. You know what I'm saying? You don't got to think about getting the house. You don't got to think about getting the car. You don't got to think about, you know, all these things that are all laid out for you. So a lot of people, I mean, I feel like the reason why a lot of people have, you know, kind of like a depression after college is because they never really had, like, you don't really have a plan per se. Right. In a sense, like you have a plan, but it's like not your plan. It's almost like a blueprint that was already laid out. And now that you're out of that space, you got to <laughs> figure out what's your blueprint. But you, you know, you know, and, like him talking about that, you know what that reminds me of? You ever seen that up on that, that, that last scene in Avengers, bro, when like uh, Thanos just sat on the edge, you feel me, after he just murked everybody and it was just like, you feel me, just like, <laughs> damn, what else? Like, what, what now, you feel me? And that's literally kind of like what I think about on a regular basis, bro. Like, what now? Like, do I go back to school and learn something else? Like, do I get a job for it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Do I start my business now and get it going? And hopefully by the time I'm 30, 40, like, I don't have to worry about working anymore. Like, it's so much, bro. So as he was talking about having all these different ideas as well, it's like one thing that I had to learn to do myself was, like, building that narrow focus, bro. Yeah. And literally, I just did that, like, probably this past Friday, bro. I got me a life coach, you feel me? And literally, just all these different ideas and all these different things that it is that I want to work on, like, we start talking about it, you feel me? He's building me a program. We could start doing that, you feel me? Like, bro, we could talk about our mental health. Like, talk about post, like, you feel me, on grad depression. Like, some of us don't even want to talk about it, but the reality is, like, some way, somehow, bro, like, you feel me? Like, you either, like, remembering the friends you had or... You feel me, the party you used to go to where, let's say you were in the org, like the things you used to do with those people. So it was like that real life stuff that you're supposed to be doing after graduation, you really don't want to face it for real. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's almost like that Will Smith video where you got to like jump off, jump off the building and really just see what the hell is on the bottom. Yeah. You feel me? And that's really just like post-grad. So, so as you're figuring it out, some of us are like, you feel me, studying to go to grad school or already already got accepted to grad school. You feel me? Some got to go come back to school and take credits again. Like, mm-hmm. it's a lot they're still figuring out, bro. So within that year of figuring out, like, a lot could really happen because you could have to go back home. And as we already know, like, a lot of us, after four years of being away from, from your parents, like, moving back into the house is not the best, you feel me, it's not the best situation because you already have your own personality. You already know what time you're coming home. Like, it was never an issue. So now living with your parents is like a whole different, you feel me, and just adding adding more to the like adding more fuel to the fire. So it's a lot more to you know that they got to think about. Yeah. And so now you're forcing yourself to probably get an apartment. Yeah. That maybe you're not even in a, in a financial situation to really afford, right? And I'm I'm talking about that on behalf of myself, like, but I'm over here living in a nice self apartment. Feel me? After a year, like, just graduating, I'm sitting there every day, like, damn, bro, do I really like deserve to be here? But then everybody I talked to was like, bro, it's not really a deserving, bro. If you're blessed, you're blessed, you feel me? But 
it was still a lot to think about because you think about like where you starting off and for me i've never been somebody assigning nothing yeah you know I mean i like i like like as long as i have a roof of my hair i'm good yeah but for, for other people they like they like that mindset so you just really have to find how you live, bro. And hopefully you did major in, like, engineering or something that's going to give you some good money or your parents had some good connection. It's like, bro, at the end of the day, I think connection is really going to be the biggest part of, like, what you do after you graduate, bro. 100%. Because I say you probably going to need a support system some some sort. Like, for me, that never had a parent to go back to. Like, being Omega Psi 5 Attorney Incorporated, that really gave me a support system. Like, I had all my OBs, you feel me, had my back whenever I had money. You feel me? Somebody just give me some food. You feel me? I have my little brother Josh. You feel me? He just joined PPM now. Like, for me, he always had my back, gave me some gas money or something. Yeah. So, for me, you always, you always got somebody around and just, to just hook it up, bro. But not everybody really had that because, let's say you didn't really build those relationships while you were in college. Imagine you just stayed indoors all the time. Like, you didn't meet nobody. So, it's like, how are you going to manage after college? Mm -hmm. Cause maybe that your mom don't they had that last check to send you, you from after you graduated. Cause now it's time for you to step up. Like it's a lot of ifs and buts, bro. So yeah, that, those ifs and buts is like you're thinking about them, but then what do you do about it? Yeah, you feel me? And, and that what do you do about it? It's kind of like what would live what would leave a lot of people in the cliffhanger, and like just making them wonder like what do I do for real? Yeah. And then who do I talk to about doing something? You know what I mean? Kind of like mental health. That's that's when you start sitting there in turmoil, bro. You could might even get a job. Like I remember one of my biggest issues, right after graduating, was uh, I wanted to get a job because everybody's gonna ask you, "Hey, bro, what you doing after you graduate?" I went and got me a job, at LA Fitness. I ain't even want to put names out there, but either way, I went and got me a job there, and it was probably one of the worst decisions I could have made in my life. Probably getting paid like two fifty an hour, like. I'm not talking about two hundred and fifty dollars. I'm talking about two dollars and fifty cents. So they're expecting you to make money off a of commission, but how do you survive selling that? You feel me? So it's like falling into that realm again, bro. So now you gotta find you working two jobs. So now I'm working two jobs, really living living in a nice place that I don't even have time to like really be in for it. Yeah. So it's like now you're trying to balance like life and work. Yeah. And you have no real responsibilities. So why are you doing all that? So it's really just knowing your place, dog. Like, I mean, besides knowing your place, really just having somebody around. Like, for real, like, having a real-life friend. Like, like I see you, you had Brian this whole time. Like, you feel me? I just be peeping style. Like, just, you feel me? I just be linking up, doing all that. Like, that's cool. Yeah. You feel me? Like, I like that. Like, keep keeping people close to you, bro. Like, he's all the way to you, like, in Texas, right? Yeah. See, in, in reality, there's no reason to keep talking to each other, but y'all still close, you feel me? So that's like, that's that's where the love stay, like, for real. That's that's one of the connections you can make in college. You definitely, in, in your circle, you have to have people who, you know, are honest with you and real with you. You know what I'm saying? And I think uh, that's something that I've really tried hard to, is to have people like you, Lanes, mm -hmm. you know, people like Brian, and even my girl. My girl is, is the number one uh, critic but it's good to have that real feedback so you can continue to provide a real personal assessment for you and, and become better as a person. But man, that 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 post grad struggle is uh is crazy and it really does challenge your mental health. For me it was the the first real challenge for my mental health. I think I've always been running 
I've always had this time clock in my head, and it's because I've had this childhood of where I was always told, you got to go to college, you got to go to college, you need this job, and you need to make X amount here, you know what I'm saying? And because I was programmed to think like that, I never, ever gave myself the time to slow down and to appreciate myself, you know, provide self-care or whatever, you know, I just kept redlining myself, and when you redline like a car, like when you have the car engine is constantly going, like something's going to break. And for me, something broke, and I had to really fix it. And I think psychedelics helped that a lot. I think meditation helped that a lot. I think finding my spirituality helped me a lot. But, you know, and I, I think that's a lot of people's reality. Can you, can you talk to the, to the effect? Let's go in a little bit more detail about mental health and, and the challenging times of dealing with uh, post-grad. I mean, bruh, so, I mean, I, I can't really speak on behalf of everybody, bruh. And I'd say one, on, your experience. on my experience, but then I'll also put it this way, like, especially for genders, it matters too, bro. Mm. So, like, for me, like, as a male, I could sleep on somebody's couch and that would be nothing, you feel me? Whereas you have a young lady, like, you can't really just have them sleeping on the couch. You can't really have them. So, when it comes to a living situation, now you have to really find your bedroom, you feel me? Like, you have to really, like, think about all these different things because safety is, is a matter now. You feel what I'm saying? Because no, no matter how you like it or not, bro, it's a lot of weirdos out in this world. So you can't, like, that's the safety of just over just that couch, bro. It's not, it's not safe enough. You feel me? Especially not for me. So speaking on behalf of just any young lady out there, I wouldn't recommend it. But if you do have that friend you could trust, then you could just crash there for two weeks or three weeks. You feel me? Do it. But I already know, but I done been in all situations, but kicked out on some, you feel me, just trying to help somebody else in the situation. Really? Yeah, bro. Like, easy money. Kicked out. Feel me like, like I'm not gonna talk about nobody's name or whatever, but yeah. feel me like like my lady had to feel me hold me hold me down for a few for 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 um for, for a few weeks till I got my own apartment, you feel me? So graduated college was right back <laughs> you feel me in the dorm room again, you feel me? So it was like, damn. You think about it, like you're always trying to move forward, but I just I just left here two weeks ago. Yeah. Should we think about depression, bro? Like, think about waking up every morning, just like being in the same dorm room again, trying to like sneak out, cause I just joined a frat. Yeah. You don't want nobody on campus to see, you. like, bro, you just graduated. What you doing here? Yeah. So it's like a lot more than just like, even if you don't want to think about it, bro, it's the reality. Mm. Yeah. So now the pressure on me is to, bro, I gotta get out of here as soon as possible. You feel me? And I'm dealing with my other like personal issues, so like, I don't want to be here, bro. Yeah. You feel me? So. So, behold, like, but God came through and I wasn't able to get me an apartment. But even with that, they ain't even, like, solving the issues for it, bro, because then now it's like I have sheltered and that comes and I have to be able to uphold it. Yeah. So now I'm looking at, you're looking at Boca Raton, Deerfoot area, you're looking at $1,700 a month. You tell me how I'm going to pay that, like, <laughs> yeah. hey, bro, I'm 22 years old, bro, for real. But, hey, made it do what it does. Like, that's what I'm telling you. Not everybody's going to want to really do it. But, like, if you're already, like, I'm the one of those people who's like, bro, like, you're really going to have to put yourself in one of those situations, especially if you don't have good credit or if you don't have no credit at all. So you're having to put yourself in these brand-new apartments that don't really have no credit check. Mm -hmm. So, but the only thing is their price is usually high. Yeah. So now I'm looking at an additional three, $400 a month just off the fact that, like, I'm just building my credit off of just, you feel me, renting off them. Yeah. But did that for, for a year. 
So now you feel like that. That's just the thing I was talking about, like, really just working two jobs. Yeah. So you'll find yourself working early in the morning, bro. Working afternoon. Trying to just upkeep up all that lifestyle that you really don't even get a chance to do for real. Yeah. So now you, you driving to work, falling asleep behind the wheel. Real life. Yeah. You know, I'm not the only one, bro. Yeah. And some of us, you feel me, you still get stuck to that college lifestyle. So now with all of that, all of the situations you already got going on, you got to find a way to cope. So you got happy hours with your friends, right? Mm-hmm. So now that's how I started drinking habits, started pulling up. And it's easy, bro. It's like it's like that loop. It's it's easy, bro. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I'm I'm just talking about it because I was literally just I just throw my feet in. Them. Yeah. Like literally, bro. Like you working so much, you don't even got time to to work on yourself. Like thank God for like coronavirus, bro. Like I, I hate to say it, like you feel me, rest in peace to anybody that passed away due to it. But it really had a lot of people to step back and think, like, damn, bro, what have I really been doing with my life? Think about it, but if you're working, 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 you never really have a time to really sit back. Even when you're going on vacation, but you're working for real. Because sometimes you might even take those overtime hours. Are you in that loop? I don't want to be in that loop. So as I as I had these conversations with like like-minded individuals, these females was like, damn, like what are y'all doing now to like really just keep your mind like feel me straight? Cause I'm not any perfect. You feel me? Yeah. So it's just like it's a daily battle, bro. And to anybody that's really feel me, like, just graduated, is about to graduate, it's just really, like, I see a daily battle, bro. Yeah. So the earlier you can have a plan, like, a set plan, something to look forward to. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong uh, about being a student. I think, especially when you're in your 20s, this is the phase of learning. I mean, you're always going to be a student in life. You're always going to learn in life. But I really think right. that 20, when, you, when you're in your 20s, you're learning, like, the basic essentials of, of how life operates and who you are as a person. Uh-huh. And so I, I really do think that day-to-day assessment is, is 100 spot on. I really do. And I think preparing for a better future, if you're in a tough situation, is also a good philosophy. Like myself, I come from a single-parent household. You know, I'm going to make sure that I do things right now in my 20s so that when I'm in my 30s, 40s, and 50s and on up, I can live an easy life. I don't have to worry about finances. You know what I'm saying? I get to spend more time with my kids. I get to spend more time working on my spirituality. And I think that, you know, that type of thought, that type of introspective thinking can really save a lot of time and so, really help. So I'm going to add on to that, bro. Like, being where we're from, like, bro, I'm from Haiti. So I got cousins that just, you feel me, that just came to America doing the same thing that I did, but so what, what part of Haiti? What? So I'm from like the second the second capital the second capital of Haiti, so Cape Haitian, Okot, you feel me? But yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 I was just waiting for you to say something about that, because I already know that's the only thing he knew, bro. Okay, okay, okay. This is this is an inside joke. People don't know what you're talking about. All right. So back in my pimp days, I was <laughs> I would I would tell like the young females on campus like y'all from Okah, <laughs> and the way I said it I had no accent I was I'm from Michigan so my you know whatever and so like it was it was always a weird moment where they like deep down they knew I was lying but they didn't want to address me and it was yeah, like it was, it was like, like funny fucking... embarrassing it was like whatever because I thought I was doing something but keep yeah, going. Bro. nah but so when I talk about like opportunities bro. 
So for me, my cousins, they're up next. Yeah. So you think about it, I graduated a few, like just last year, you feel me? Just this past summer, me and, uh, me and my lady went up to UF, you feel me, to drop off her, her sister and my cousin. You feel me? So it's like it's like you don't even have time to like really sit back and enjoy it for real because it's, it's next up. You feel me? You gotta you gotta be that next person. You feel me? Be able to show them the way because it's coming. Yeah. So for y'all, bro, it's like you could wait for your kids or whatnot, but you have a little sister, so you don't really have to wait. Like you could. You, it's a lot of ways to 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 put that same effort out here, bro. Yeah. Real life, whether that's through your your friend across the way, you got little kids like down the street, you feel me next door, like talk to them. Yeah. See who, who, who if they don't got a father at home, bro, like, yo, yo guy, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> it's easy money, bro. Yeah. Oh, you brought up something. Oh, I'm sorry, Lap, you about to say something? Oh, I was just about to, and I was about to add on to that. Um, it's pretty much, I just want to, you know, commend Lance for pretty much kind of like sharing like Kind of like a testimony to the to the uh, to the listeners in a sense because at the end of the day, like uh, everybody has a story, right. and you know, in the time where we are today, it's like everybody wants to hide their scars or you know their chinks in their armor, but in reality, the chinks in the armor is the armor. <laughs> At the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? It's nah, like, real life. You gotta, know, you gotta know where you've been and know where you're going. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta go through something to build up confidence to know what you can go through and hey, why bro. you are where you're going. You know what I'm saying? Hey, bro. Like, so right now, you know, I'm, I'm already tripping. So my mindset is all over the place, right? So as he talk about, like, you feel me? Just like being able to go through that. You know, you know what I think of, bro. You ever seen Kung Fu Panda? Uh, the first one. I, Come I, on, bro. Yo, it gotta be the first yo, one, bro. Yo, yo. Nah, bro. We nah, probably nah, even nah, have nah, to watch dude. the whole clip, bro. Nah. All right, bro. So basically, there is a part, right, where like he he went through all his training or whatever, right, and he got to come in and face the last the last guy, or whatever, right. Yeah. And this guy come out of nowhere, just like you feel me, just flies out <laughs> and hit him as hard as possible, bro. Yeah. Bro, just put his stomach out. You feel me? And just, like to me, that was just like damn. You feel me? It's like. Think about life, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, you're going to go through a lot of shit. Mm -hmm. It's really just how you're perceiving it. Yeah. And for me, bro, it's like I've been through hard shit my whole life. So not to even, like, brag about hard shit, but it's like, bro, just just dealing with it again. Yeah. You feel me? Just talking on, on your behalf, bro. Everything we done been through in college, bro, like, you feel me? First semester here, I'm barely getting kicked out. You feel me? Like... But I done been in so many sketchy situations in college, bro. Yeah. That we just thinking about, like, we're just happy we made it to the other side. Like, we could really talk about it now. Yeah. And, like, to even talk about, like, post-grad depression, I'm even, like, like happy to even be able to be in the position to talk about it, bro. Because we could, we could mention thousands of names of kids that we, we came in with that from that didn't even make it. Yeah. You feel me? Whether that was through, like, financials, grades, getting kids and... You feel me? Like, that's a lot of things that I feel like, but as we talk about college, so we talk about the end right now. Let's go back a little bit. Like, let's talk about the beginning, bro. Mm. Yeah. Let's talk about the things that they don't tell you about. Like, they just want you to come in and, like, yeah, bro, pay, pay this bread. Bro, they don't tell you about this dorm prices. Bro, I promise you, bro, 
if I owe FAU any bread, it's literally off of just my dorm room alone. You feel me? Like, find, like my my classes and stuff are covered. But, like, my dorm room, but 10000 a semester. I'm thinking about, like, I could have had me an apartment for $500 a month with a roommate or something. You feel me? Saving me a lot more money, but I didn't know no better. First generation. So I got to take it. You feel me? I got to take it up. So now I got my cousins and them, like, they going out to UF on a full ride. So I don't got nothing to worry about. Now it's like, damn, like, I was, I had two full rides to go to UF. You feel me? Mm-hmm. But in the same token, it's like, bro, I'm happy I did that. Yeah. So I mean, but like, it's a lot they don't tell you about, bro. You come to college, you feel me? You still have family back home to take care of. Still got, you still got a mom. Probably, probably had a kid right before coming to college. You still got football. Like, don't even get me started with the football tastes, bro. So it's so a lot of it's like survivor's guilt. Is like what Kendrick Lamar was talking about to Pimp a Butterfly. Like we have the survivor's guilt because we have so much pressure put on us from these external factors, and I think that um college is really a lesson of knowing that you only can control internal factors internal factors being the way you perceive things the way you react to things you know who you are as a person and what you decide to do as a person the external factors of how people are going to perceive you how people are going to think about you how people how people are going to do certain things in their life those are things you can't control and so once you realize that the only thing you have that you can control in this life is yourself and your own actions, then I think life becomes much easier. Yeah, and I, and I say to add on to that, just speaking of both me and you, bro, just kind of like the different path we took through college, you feel me? Like, we weren't yeah. always, you feel me, just tighty-tighty. Like, yeah. there times where we feel me, we, we, we butted heads as well. So sure. it was just like, bro, like, still being able to be here, bro. Yeah. You think about all the jokes we used to make and, like, bro, just coming into college, like, bro, like eating cereal and uh and and ramen noodles. <laughs> Yo, it, it made our relationship so much stronger. Bro, we used to be in that in that in that kitchen like cooking with like noodles, hot dogs, and eggs, yeah. oh like God. whipping it up for real. Like, bro, we survived for real. Then you yeah. feel me? Then came came the summer, bro. We used to spend time at the calf, the wreck. Like, bro. So see, as we go down these memories, bro, it's like they could really get you like damn like what am i doing with my life now like where are those friends you feel me Mm -hmm. but it's kind of like one of the things about college too you have to it's like as you go through it Mm -hmm. it's like something called nurture but you have to kind of like nurture your friends for real Mm -hmm. so even though i wasn't always like by your side 100 percent, even though like we were like that in the beginning and we're like that now but like you feel me i still so face whenever and you feel me you still be there for me whenever i needed you so it's like we never lost touch. Yeah. And in some way, like, you, f- you start figuring out, like, bro, all these friends in college, like, are they, like, my permanent friends or are they just my friends that, you know how, like, in, in college, like, re- during the regular semester, you go home away to, like, <laughs> home for, like, winter break or, like, Thanksgiving. Yeah. And all those friends, they used to hit you up, like, every every other morning. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't hear from them again till like, maybe the, the week before school come back. Yeah. Like, Oh, those the real friends in your life, bro. Think about it. Yeah. Like, are, are those your friends really hitting you up during Thanksgiving? Like, bro, hey, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for, like, you feel me, being in my life during the year. Yeah. Like, bro, Merry Christmas. Like, yo, I thought of you. Like, here is $25 on cash out. Like, it's not even about how much money you're really paying, but, like, those people that's kind of, like, 
within it, bro. Mm-hmm. Not just on the surface of like what it's meant to be. Like, are we going to parties together? Are we we doing brunch? Like, we could do all that, but like, what are you doing behind that, bro? Like, how's the family, bro? Like, how you really doing? You feel me? Because yeah. I can't just like he was saying with the armor and everything. I can't. Like, how can I help you, bro? If you if you flaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was like, bro, you could really say oh you too much or you talk too much, but like. Can't yeah. do nothing for you if you don't tell me what you need help with, bro. So it was like that's one thing I had to even admit to myself for real, like, like, bro, you can't. Well, to to me, college was like a facade. Like, you know, obviously I met my best friend. Obviously right. I met you know the woman of my dreams. But kind of outside of that, you know, what I'm saying now also other key people. Um, but outside of that, it's like. We were put on stage, we were like nourished in this environment where we wasn't touched by the real world, but we saw p- glimpses of it, we saw pieces Man, of it. Man, that bit but was, let, a, let, was let, a utopian let, world, let, but go ahead, dog. Yeah, let, let me, and, and it's just like, you know, you didn't see the debt accumulating, but you knew it was, and then and then all of a sudden you graduate, and now the- It's all know, there for you. You know, the, the audience is revealed for you. You see what reality is. You're introduced into this fucking shithole of a world. Bro, what's that movie, bro? With Jim Carrey, bro? Damn. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I know you're talking about. It's like the Mandy uh, Soul or something like that. I'm gonna have to Google that. Yeah, real quick. Google, yeah. Google. I, I don't. But, but like it's it shows you like, and that's why I think post graduation, you know, that that's the thing. You know, what I'm saying, especially if you wasn't taught at an early age how to equip and deal with the world. Some people do have parents that equip them with those. The Truman Show. Truman the show. Truman Show, bro. Yes, yeah. bro. Like that. That's that's kind of like what it is. It's like you know how. Um, once it's all said and done, and for me, this is what I was t- telling everybody, like, once you walk across that stage, behind the stage, you start seeing, like, yeah, yeah. bro, um, that was the President Kelly, like, yeah, he's smoking, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm just talking smack. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but on the real, like, yeah. when you start seeing the real life fact of, like, yeah. dang, like, this is everything you've been hiding from me, because now you're either working in, in the school yourself, or you're, de- you're having to deal with what college is bringing you like them fighting you for your own diploma or like them trying to ask you for some more money something like it's gonna come up you feel me so i mean but not to even be a debbie downer bro i'd say besides the bad part of you i i I really just like want to focus on the good part bro Mm -hmm. like you think about all the good memories really made like bro you think about it college really is that one time you never forget about and I just hope, like, you really just get in there, bro, experience it for that time frame that you can, and then just get out. It was so fun, bro. Those are some of the best moments still in my life. I just graduated, whatever. but I'm just <laughs> saying, like, those are going to be lifelong memories, bro. We had so much fun from, like, longboarding to the beach, you know what I'm saying, going to the beach, uh so join organ- certain organizations it was fun so yeah so I, I feel like i feel like college what it was essentially is like a the parties it's like a it's like a season like like you think about an up like a show or something right mm-hmm. it's like a season bro and the season was college like you feel me and, and you just learned all these different things and now like based on your the next the next season 
you get to kind of like build off of like these different episodes. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Like, let's say it was wakeboarding, bro. Like, you know how many times we, we don't went to the beach? Now, like, when you get older, you could think about, like, yeah, we did, we went to the beach and we did that. You feel what I'm saying? Or you might know somebody there now that, that do, that do, that do what you need to do. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So it was like being in college, I'm just staying in your room. Don't only just go to parties, like, bro, we turned up. Like, I'm telling you, bro, like, we did all of that. <laughs> Hung out with, you feel me? Hung yeah. out with the whites, the blacks, the Asians, the Hispanics. Yeah. The Haitians, of yeah. course, like, you feel me? Just, bro, had some good food, travel, bro. Yeah. Like, you really have to take for what it is, like, bro. Like, it's a lot of free opportunities out there. Yeah. And, you know, and I, and I started bad on the bad track, but you have good resources, bro. You have great RAs. You feel me, like, but they're for you. You feel me, really, just talk to them. They're gonna, they're gonna be there for you. That's kind of like the first step for somebody coming in. Yeah. Like, if you don't really know, like, your way around school, bro, just go chop it up with your RA, bro. Nine times out of ten, they just like us, bro. Yeah. Really, just you could talk to them. They're trying to make events for you, like hosting things. It's like right now, like with with, with COVID going on, it's a lot of kids are just in their room. You feel me? They don't really get a chance to experience that college life no more. Yeah. So it's like you really want to be able to. Give them that experience on the side, mm -hmm. so you can only do it through through Zoom. Where let's say you know, put a mask on and go in the hallway and like shake their hand or something. Like I don't know, bro. Like this whole COVID situation is something that we're all having to to deal with. Mm -hmm. And so on top of this, even like post grad depression. Now you add COVID on top of it, mm -hmm. and you think about it. Like for the past six seven months, it's probably one of the major, the, the biggest impact that anybody really had to go through is COVID. So like I was saying before, like it helped you take a step back, but but yeah, twelve hundred dollars they they gave us in March. Think about that, bro. I I do a math, simple math, right? I got twelve hundred dollars in March sometimes, and I'm grateful for it. Thank you, Trump. All right, cool. Um, bro, like my wherever I was working at the time, bro, I got three paychecks, right? Four hundred dollars every time for twenty five percent of my my whole total, right? That's not, that's twelve. That's another twelve hundred dollars. That's twenty four hundred dollars in, in the in the space check, right? Think about it. That's probably in four months term, bro. My apartment is seventeen hundred dollars a month. Mm. <laughs> like, how do you expect for me to pay for that, bro? Yeah. So as I started really sitting back on some like working, or even like just having a job, bro, I'm like, bro, like if it was for for these jobs, like if I if I didn't know how to like for me start downloading these out like Postmates and DoorDash and Instacart, like to really be able to make some money, bro, I would be on the street. You feel what I'm saying? So so one of the things I say like this time too did for a lot of people is really just opening up like your entrepreneur mindset, bro. Like, are you really just gonna be working the nine to five? Cause you see, look, nine to five. Just when they, when they get stopped, just like everybody else, they gotta stop. Mm -hmm. So like, when your family still had to get fed, like, how can you feed them? Mm -hmm. And so as I as I started thinking about like even college, for those that come to college and just waste their time anyways, and, and you think about it, a lot of kids even for your first year in college, bro, you could be in twenty thousand dollars alone. Simple. Yeah. Go live at go live at go live at <laughs> one of the most expensive dorm rooms mm -hmm. at the school, bro. It's ten thousand dollars in a year. Let's say you take some engineering classes, bro. That's seven thousand dollars in a year. That's that's already seventeen thousand. Not counting books and and anything else you got to do in between, bro. Yeah. So you're in there twenty thousand dollars in, in in loans, and you you only went there for a semester just to say I went to college and go to parties. You feel me? Yeah. So for those same kids that really, let's say, I'm not going to say that college wasn't for them, but maybe they had to go experience it to know that it wasn't. Mm -hmm. Like, bro, you got all these 
technical schools out here for y'all that you could already had been been in, bro. Like on some real stuff. Like I'm thinking about even the major that I majored in. Like I could have did that way before graduated. Yeah. Well, the the certifications. Right, certifications yeah. and whatnot. But like I, I don't take away from it because of the experience that I did gain with the, with the major the and the knowledge is like, bro, I can't, I can never get that back. But yeah. it's like, bro, I'm thinking about for the time and the and the money that I'm getting back for it. It's, it's unmatched, bro. Yeah. But so I, I just, I do thank God for like, for the connection that I've been able to make and the people that I, that I met here, bro. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, even beyond just college itself, I'm looking at like, even a lifestyle, like the people that I meet and like, where I'm going on a regular basis, you know, it's kind of like, just influenced by just college itself and I can never take that, take, like, I can never like, get away from that, bro. Yeah. And I'm in the org, so you feel me? So it's like, bro, I'm stuck with my LBs for life. Like, yeah. no matter, like, when I get married, everything, like, they with me. So I can't ever take a, like, I can never take a part of FAE away from me, no matter how much I want to. Yeah. So it's like, from there, I'm just able to embrace it and just learn the parts and pieces that were, that were good. And then the ones that wasn't, just kind of, like, put in on the side. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I do like about a smaller school like FAU is that they're, they're growing, like, on a regular basis. And with football and... And all these different, like, you feel me, dorm rooms and things being built now. Like, you got Algonquin on the come up, like, you feel me, just, like, overnight. So, the school is really growing. So, I, I look forward to, you feel me, the population growth and everything like that and, and what the school is becoming. So, even even everything that we're talking about right now, we we'll no longer cease to exist, you feel me? Yeah. Everything that, because I feel like they, they do a really good job at asking questions. Mm-hmm. For the most part. And I feel like um, they really they really do big on diversity. So, um, in regards to that, they have a lot of representation. Just like, you know, different people speaking on their behalf and just like different things to do on campus. So I feel like FAU do a pretty good job on that. So I feel like even in a few years when, when all these different kids start coming around because you have kids from Temple started, um, you know, after one year, just it was a wave, a, a wave of kids from Temple came that came, came up here. Yeah. My freshman year, a lot of kids from Miami and a lot of kids from, you know, for a lot of the, a lot of kids is actually coming to school, bro. Mm-hmm. So that was a great sight to see and, and I look forward to it. Yeah. So. Even with the college education, where you feel me, like even if you go to technical school, I feel like everybody deserves to at least get away from home for a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like you don't even have to maybe even like go live in a dorm room, but like, bro, just to do something that like that takes you away from home, cause, but like, I promise you, like those same people that you left the same homeboys that you left literally right there by the store or right there by the door, literally how they tell you, bro, you'll come back four or five years later and see them, see them doing the same thing. Same thing Probably just just gain a little a little bit of weight, yeah. grew some hair and gained some kids, bro. But they doing the it. same thing, so it's like it's like, bro, it's like I don't I don't know how I don't know what's the word for it, cause it's like you always wanna you you would want them to be doing it on the same track that you're in. You feel me? And it's like, bro, I don't know why. So it's like sometimes I don't even want to go because it's like it, it hurts seeing them that way. Yeah. Let's, you feel let, me? Let's, let's, let's slow it down because you're hitting a lot of great points. Um, and like I said, this this podcast, I'm telling you. We, we get in these talks and, you know, I, I try to keep it on the rails. But there's a lot of great points being made in what you're saying. Right. And, and I 100% agree with um, what you're saying. I think. You know, me and Brian agree on this as well. But as far as like how I see college, if you're not doing something like an engineering or like medical doctor or something like that, I really don't see the I really don't see the need for it. No, I, I, I'm not I think, going. 
I, I do think I do think you should leave your house. And so what does that look like? Does that look like you saving, you know, a couple thousand dollars to travel across the Bruh. world and learn about the world? Does that look like you going to a trade school, so, so, being so. a firefighter? So there's so many different variables that you can take. You, there you don't have to go to that that typical so hold on, that typical mode of going to college, you know what I'm saying, and, and doing that because it's not for everybody. Everybody has a different journey, everybody has a different path, and you have to find out what works for you. So, and I think if like if in while well, I was coming out of high school, if I had like that that uh knowledge beforehand, mm-hmm. I would have been able to cut down on a lot of like BS that I dealt with in college. But hindsight's twenty twenty and this is a good yeah, I feel like I learned the way I learned and I'm grateful for it. Hey. Shout out to FAU, shout out to Alma Mater. I loved FAU provided great experience. Shout out to President Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but um no I'm I'm really just kinda like really just going off of everything you really even said. But like, bro, college, right? Um you mentioned like engineering and doctorate and all that stuff. Like with the whole college situation, I feel like those are the majors that are kind of like magnified upon just because that's where the money is at. And that's usually being Caribbean or like anywhere in the world, typically money comes with lawyers and doctors and engineers, right? Boom. But then you you, th- you take away from like even representation, bro. Think about how many how many countless like single mothers are like are literally getting abused right now. Like what major is there to like really represent them? You feel what I'm saying? Like, who's there to talk to them after, like, you feel me? This kid just seen his dad, like, beat on his mom. So you you really taking away from that. So, like, when I talk about college, I really just, like, I'm I'm talking about, like, really having an option or choices, which, which you're really talking about, but then I also want to magnify on, like, if it, if you do come to college and, like, you're really about it, like, after a few a few years, but, like, you can't pump fake anymore, bro. Yeah. Like, what you really want to do is is going to come out of you, bro. So yeah. the earlier you can really get on that, like, the better it be, bro. And it's, it's a lot of other great majors. Even for our majors, like, like I don't even got to be a doctor. I'm exercise science and health promotion. Like, I could even get my, like, my certifications in nutrition. You feel me? Get my dietitian, like, but go back to school and get a PTA and do the same thing a physical therapist would be doing. Yeah. Or go and get my physician assistant and do the same thing a doctor be doing. So it's like it's a lot of different tracks, bro. So for you, it's like, but you don't have to come here to get it. But I'm glad I got it the way that I did. Yeah. But not only thing that's that's bothering me is the money. But but I, I believe in myself. I'm gonna make it way before the money ain't even gonna be an issue. Like yeah. think about it, bro. Thirty six thousand dollars. That's a small investment in yourself. But if I go, if I if I want to go play football right now, bro, and hurt my knees. That's eighty one thousand and one injury. So my education over that, but I'll take it. Gotcha. Yeah. Lap, you have anything uh say on that? As you take a swig of OJ. <laughs> swig of OJ. Yeah, yeah, you know. But um I mean, um But I just get here, I'm about to get uh, a little sippy on I mean, Yes sir. Really how I feel is that uh the reality of it is that you know we're probably like one of the last generations to really uh go to college and um really have the option of a nine to five and the reason why i say that is because um a lot of things are obsolete and obviously like people can say that and people still feel like you know the old rules apply but i mean like so there's like this 
couple concepts because obviously we have like automation, but then like you got rules called like Moore's law, and that basically says that information doubles every eighteen months. So in other words, everything's obsolete in eighteen months. So that degree, what you learn in that textbook, all that shit. You feel me? Mm. And so at that point, COVID also sped up everything as far as automation. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Um, there hasn't been a wage increase in 30 years. So people are working longer for less. Secondly, it's like, <clears throat> when it comes to uh, like all these degrees, we already know are useless, except if you have, you know what I'm saying, like a engineering, medical degree, all that. But at the end of the day, like their wages aren't increasing either way. And you look at like, with automation, labor is cheaper, so they're not going to get an increase in pay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Especially if everybody just has degrees. Because if you don't have any type of skill, you can't feed yourself. You're going to be kind of stuck. So it's like the same way that like how at one point... Keep going. I, 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 no, 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 no. You're, you're killing it, bro. Keep going. Oh, I know if it was yeah. like cutting out or not. No, 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 no. You could um but like the same way if you look at your phone right and at one point we had to pay for all these apps we had to pay for ringtones blah 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 but like automation sped all that up to where it's all free yeah and that's what's happening in the job market so like honestly like even nine to fives like people like nine to ten years from now nine to fives won't even exist because like you won't like everything's going to be automated like if you look at two industries right like the only industry that's they're increasing are in the tech field and not people not a lot of people are even going to school for tech people don't even mention tech and for engineers and doctors when people talk about you know raising taxes on the rich those are ones that are going to get taxed the most and so at that point it's a losing battle because like say you know i'm one of the best doctors in the state I might take home a million dollars. Now I'm in the highest tax bracket. So damn, now I really only take home 300,000. <laughs> yeah. So then it's like, damn, now I feel even more angry because technically I'm so smart, but you know, my income doesn't reflect it or I'm not being, you know, compensated enough. Yeah. And so with that, it's just about like, you really have to have a skill and you really have to be able to maximize your income and and like another example is like if you look at companies like amazon right they have two things that people can do so you don't even got to work for amazon but you can partner with them per se so if you do e-commerce you can do you can have a technically an online business no overhead and make hundreds of thousands a month boom then you know amazon will pay you like ten thousand dollars to become a partner and so all you have to do is basically they'll you make you become like an independent contractor and they'll give you like the vans shit like that and all you do is pretty much hire people to deliver packages for amazon and mm-hmm. you get profit from that mm-hmm. but people aren't thinking like so it's that. like franchising you know, type so thing you can't like you're never gonna make it if you just have a job the job is never nobody's getting paid $400,000 working 40 hours a week, bro. To work a job. Yeah. 
And so like Ooh. what people got to realize is that you really just have to use it for what it's worth to build up the second streams of income because like even with that, like even if you become like an independent contractor for Amazon and you hire drivers, you already know that autonomous trucks are coming. So it's like that job's gone. But, but if you're that person that's hiring people, it's better for you because you cut costs because you don't you don't have to pay people. All right. So it's just like understanding like these shifts that are coming because like the same trying, trying to trying to break the bridges like middleman like it's like going directly to the source almost right. Exactly. Because, like, if you look at YouTube, right. you can watch the top professor at Harvard teach the same business class for free. Right. If you, you know, even you can watch the top professor teach biochemistry for free. But that's because so they have so I many views. It's like the, the, they make the money back anyways, bro. Yeah. And secondly, it's like you already know it's more so like a monopoly in the sense that, like, colleges don't have to pay taxes in sense, like, is it, is it general colleges or just private colleges? Uh, like with the with the tax situation, is it more private or or public public schools? Um, I think well, I, well, I'll, I'll say for sure, public schools don't have to pay taxes. Okay, I right, go ahead. But but I don't know. I I don't. Well, I know for sure public, but I don't, I don't think either really have to pay taxes per se. Like unless it's like property taxes, depending on the state. But um, they pretty much can make all the money in the world because you're obviously going to get like federal um, funding, things like that. And you can charge whatever because you're going to get the loan for it. You know what I'm saying? Like right. it's different if people were able to pay out of pocket, but like everybody's taking out loans. So like that's why they can charge more for online classes and in-person classes or somehow online classes can fill up. You know what I mean? So it's like. Really, they're just kind of going off of their their status. It's like a status symbol more than anything. Like, there's no value. It's all status. Yeah, you lose. You start losing that value for real. Mm -hmm. Especially if you start going more to like the public schools. Like the public schools already from already were losing out in the first place because you start having a lot of overpopulation and you don't have enough professors to to replace these you know all these all these kids. So. They're already kind of like going on the wrong path in the first place. But for more private schools, the same thing is happening now too, bro. You got schools like University of Miami and like all these bigger like private schools. They're getting overpopulated as well. So it's like, where do you go to school now? Most most people are doing it online. And with COVID, it's kind of like the whole shift. So now you have a lot of teachers losing jobs and a lot of TAs losing little positions and so with the with the money situation that everything is kinda like turned right back to the computer, bro. And so with this whole I robot situation, if that's what we want to get into, is like it's not so far away, bro, because it's literally right here. And so the only way that we could either like that's kinda like I just drew this bit just on some just overthinking it, right? But the only way we could really defeat this bro is one, we we doing that engineering ourselves and learn how to code. Or two, bro, like, all these jobs that we're doing is for what? Provide our shelter and food. But you could literally break that whole, like, you could combine the work for the food. Let's say you go to school, bro, you learn some agriculture. Like, well, we've been talking about getting land for the longest. But you go and you learn how to cultivate your land. Why do you need the work to provide for that? Unless now you probably got to pay for, like, the electricity, but then now you can sell your crops for that. Like, you feel what I'm saying? Like, but that's literally how people used to survive, bro, before all currencies and, and all these different things started being a lot. So it was like, bro, if I got to go back to that, 
to that route, bro, go go live in the mountains somewhere for myself just to, like, be able to survive, bro, without having to work because now there's no jobs available. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like what you really have to wake up to because, shit, I'm going to eat. I'm not, bro. Yeah. So, you feel what I'm saying? So, so it's really just adapting now. So, I'm we back to the jungle. So, the bottom line is that, you know, you have to develop a skill. And that skill is gonna help you adapt in this in this in next ever changing freaking world. Yeah, because yeah. there is a shift that's happening, and it's happening right now. This is why everything is chaotic. And once that transition cycle ends and the new phase is here, it really is gonna be based on okay, what is your skills and yeah, and I'm not going to lie, bro. It's like Sonic the Edgehog, bro. They're like it's kind of like it's it's no time to wait. Like for real, like. It's kind of like, bro, you pick up that skill or you don't, bro. You feel what I'm saying? Like, you're going to see a lot of people just just being held back. It's kind of like, wow, well, you're you going to start seeing. Like, like, what this dilemma really creates is, like, you got older populations, bro. This, like, social unrest is about. Because you got people that, that think the problem is capitalism and that the answer is really socialism. You know what I'm saying? Like, Obviously, at a Oof. certain point, like you have people like. No, don't get me. Don't get Andrew me started with the D words. The best, right, but like, keep, keep going. Oh, I was gonna say at some point, like, because I mean, throughout this whole thing, like people haven't realized that like labor gets taxed the most. So like huh. workers are always gonna get taxed the most to the point where taxes are always taxes are really just um, incentives. So it's like, bro. That's so, crazy, bro. Can like, you can you please repeat that, bro? I don't think nobody really like just paid attention to what this man just said. Please say that again, bro. Uh, yeah, so so laborers get taxed the most, and taxes are really just incentives. But do you know what incentives so, are? Yeah. Uh, can you please explain that to them, bro? It's like, bro, you ever played two K? Go ahead, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, like incentives. So it's like, okay, bet, like. If you employ people, they want to incentivize you to employ people. Boom. If you own land, if you provide housing, if you provide, basically, if you if you provide, so you don't, only people, help if you do something else, bro. So it's like you're always tied into somebody, and that's why, right. and that's why, I, like, I love real estate. Keep going. <laughs> nah, but real estate though is kind of like one of those only things you can really tie in. But continue, bro. You, you're making a good point, bro. Go ahead. Nah, for sure. Um, and so at that point, it's like. Like, so that that's already a given, but now it's like people don't realize that, like, all those, all the server jobs, all the maybe hotel jobs, all these, like, really strictly because of COVID, you know what I'm saying? Like, it gives more of a reason to be like, oh, yeah, like, I need, you know, if I want an Uber driver, I need the car to drive itself because this guy might have COVID. Oh, like, um, I don't want a server because they might have COVID, so I'm going to need, like, a fucking little robot to bring me my food. Or, hey, bro. Um, on, a, on a plane, it might be an autonomous plane because, you know, the stewardess might have blah, blah, blah. Um, hey, bro. I'm going to so be like... like Bro, we, it's we, like, we, can't, we can't talk over each other. Keep going. I'm tripping right now. Damn, what's up about this? Uh, and so, like... At some point, like we're basically what Andrew Lang was saying, and like Elon Musk and mm. other people were saying, is that at some point there may need to be some like universal basic income because like people, there aren't going to be jobs for people to work and they still want to need money. You know what I'm saying? And they've already been kind of planning like, how are people going to be fulfilled without work? You know what I'm saying? And so, like, 
what that really does, it kind of like kills everything because like there's no more opportunity once everybody benefits from the bare minimum. You know what I'm saying? It's like you could be the best, you could be the fastest person or the slowest person, but you're going to get paid the same. So what does it matter? Mm. Yeah, 100%. And um, I, I kind of want to go off topic a little bit because speaking of COVID and speaking of all these different issues that are so happening right now you would think that um the glenn maxwell situation and the, the jeffrey epstein situation would be at the forefront but it seems like that has gotten swept under the rugs and i'm so fascinated with this because it's like how big of a joke is this world you know you look at the the, the strongest country quote unquote the most powerful country well inside of its power construct there's a ring of fucking pedophiles that insist on hiding hiding their evilness and and doing it and this is all allegedly um but there is a lot of proof that has proven uh, certain you know uh po- politicians to be guilty Oof. but it's just like <laughs> what is this? This is like literally a joke out of a comic. But it's like a Black Mirror episode, bro. It's crazy. Not in real life. But I'm I'm saying it seems like as soon as they got Glenn Maxwell, everything is just turned up, and now we can't. No one's tuning into it because so many so many different things are happening. See, I'm not tapped in enough yeah. in those in those well, areas. I, I got to pee real quick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're running oh, on like man. a uh, we're running on like hour and twenty seven minutes. I think we might beat the record for the longest podcast. Uh, come on, let's do it, man! But <laughs> damn, dude. All right, so right now I'm like, um, yeah, bro, this is chill. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> and we start talking about this. Is like, I never really we did a podcast actually. Um. How long ago was that, bro? Like five years ago. Jesus! Oh, you're talking. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes, yeah. bro. Listen to the kids, bro. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot about that one. That was, that was bef- that was like, pre pre podcast. That's when I like knew I wanted to do a podcast, but I didn't know how to start it. Yeah, took me, like, so we had these years. kids to like yeah. yeah like listen to the kids, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like we used to really talk about the same thing we talking about now, but you feel me? Just. just I don't know, more, in a more childish basis. Like, you feel me? We, we talk about, like, all right, so, so well, well, my boys out there, like, we're going to talk about that meat meal and the trade situation. <laughs> okay. And I feel like, but me and you, the minute we stepped foot on campus, bro, that was, like, one of the biggest issues, right? And, this, um, this was, let's paint the picture. This was 2013? 2015. 2015. 2015. Damn, boy. 2013, not 2015. Uh, 2015, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2015. 2015. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like your approach to life is different than mine's, but we mean the same well. Okay, I see what you're saying. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's like, but Drake is going to tell you how he feels on some, like, lovey-dovey, like, whatever, right? He speaks to the heart. Yeah, and then Meat Mills will, like, you feel me, like, tell you, like, yeah, bro, I got, I got, like, I got robbed. Before, like, when I was on the way to get, get you some flowers or some shit. Sure. You feel what I'm saying? And, like, that'd be real life, like, yeah. bro. Like, you literally... You legit, but like growing up down the street, you feel me? From where I'm from, like, bro, 
you'd probably be walking home from like the store, probably get robbed just because you're a jit. Yeah. So I'm saying like, or get jumped, something like, bro. Remember them psychics back back in the, bro. You, you probably not even. <laughs> Oh, hey, I'm so my age the, right the, now, but yeah, the phone, bro. Yeah, but remember my homeboys to get those like, literally high schoolers just come through, but just jump these kids and just grab them. So I'm telling you, like, yeah. So the so 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 the mindset, like where we're from, is different. So that's what I mean with like with me, Mills and Drake. It's like I feel like when when it came to like defending one another, it was like, but. I'm like nah, bro. Like Drake saw you feel me, and I'm like you like nah. I mean, he just he just he too let, let he me, too rough. You let, know what I'm saying? Let me brief the people on why. So like Drake <laughs> and Meek Mill had like this beef like five years ago, I think, and you know I think it was over like ghostwriting situations, and I remember in this time this was like a fresh. No, I, 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 I don't think the ghostwriting wasn't even like wasn't even like a thing yet. Was it Nicki Minaj? I think I think how it started it was just like a kind of like a I think Drake was really you feel me just on the come up. And uh, he he was you feel me? He was homeboy with Meat Mills and and Drake was getting too much stardom and Meat he didn't, he didn't acknowledge Meat Mills in the song or something. Oh, he didn't tweet his album out. That's what it was. He didn't tweet his album out. And, and then, then boom, bro! And then this whole yeah. summer like gave us hits after hits. <laughs> well, what what fucked Meat Mill up was he wasn't ready to go into war. You know, he called out the biggest rapper and Meat Mill at that time. Knock it off, bro. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Meek Mill at that time was on Drake's like level as far as like tier status. And, you know, what happened was Drake dropped Charged Up. It took Meek some days to drop his track, which was I Wanna Know. And it wasn't. <laughs> and then Drake dropped back to back. Yeah. Wait, did did back to back come out before? I I want to know. I but either way it goes, but I just knew um, it wasn't it wasn't like a too. It was it wasn't good. It wasn't good for me, and he got beat fair and square. No, no, but but what I meant to say though, you feel me? Like five years later, as we talk about this again, is like that's really what I really like. What I really felt that it was because yeah. at the end of the day, they still ended up. You feel me? Like still being cool, and that's kind of like one of the things. And we're gonna talk about this in regards to beef or whatever, right? Yeah. Wait, who do you think won? I mean, I don't think it was really a win, bro. I feel like they won. They both won. I, I'll tell you who I who I thought won. I think Drake. But won that's the marketing I, scheme, Therese. I, I, I understand, but I'm I'm talking in good faith of rap politics. Okay. <laughs> All right. So entertain the bullshit. Um, I think <laughs> I think Drake won the battle, but Meek won the war because everybody knows that. Cause not nah, cause that he got exposed, and yeah. and I feel like I feel like ooh, you, you know I'm, I'm gonna actually dive into that and a little that, bit. That hurt me because at the time I was saying so so you so you know so you so you know what kind of happened with that um you know how like um Drake being who he was at the time feeling really like invincible you feel me <clears throat> was just walking around just like you feel me acting like he was invincible for real. And so what Meat Mills did was suck him up a little bit and expose, you feel me, a part of his armor. Yeah. And so what ended up happening is now that you got... him up a lot. Suck him up. Now you got people like Pussy T, like, seeing, you feel me, a way in. And you got Chris Browns. You got you got other people just seeing a way in. And now they're just going in, really just annihilating. You feel what I'm saying? And DJ Drama exposed that, though. DJ Drama exposed... No, nah, I mean, but the, in, in regards to exposing, bro, like, it really exposed nothing even, though. All it did was like, bro, because at the end of the day, we all knew somebody was writing for somebody. I don't. So I think, so I think so most so people so. Didn't think, most people know. did not know that Drake. So had so, so it's not even about the Drake. Like Drake was just like Drake is a is a pop star, bro. At the quantity that Drake listen, at but the at quantity that time just listen. There, no, though. it was always like that. 
at the quantity, I'm like, we were talking about this, this earlier, right? Like Kendrick Lamar. At the quantity that that Drake is releasing music, he can't be producing that by himself, bro. Unless he's really off the drugs. It's like, damn, like, somebody else has to be helping him, right? So that was already a given. So his his whole exposing was that, like, he was trying to act like he was one of those rappers that, like, Joey Badass or, you feel me, or, like, Tupac, just, or Jay-Z that don't even write down nothing and just, yeah. you feel me, be behind it. But he, he was would, never, he, he, he was never, he was never known for that in the first place, but he tried to portray yeah. that. So then now yeah. it was like, bro, I'm trying to expose you that you're, that's not who you are. Like, yeah. just like everybody else, you got somebody writing your songs or you got somebody singing your song for you. Like, that's all it was, you feel me? So then just kind of like with the with the exposing, all, all that it was is like, I feel like all, all Meet Me really did was humble him. Yeah. Well, I think I think no one it what made people like sh- made people shocked about the whole thing was like people didn't expect other people writing for Drake's raps. Like the you know the hook is one thing and even producing obviously he's not producing all this stuff by himself. But when when you hear someone saying top 5 top 5, you know, you know I'm the best of my generation, you know, when you position yourself like that and it's not authentic, you're like insulting the intelligence of the Drake fan Fender. base. You have to get and, and it's almost like it's like a double whammy. You know what I'm saying? Because you're saying you're this and then you get exposed and it's not really like that. So it was like a, a moment of embarrassment. So so, so to you it was an embarrassment. <laughs> but you know, at the time, bro. I mean, bro like, go ahead. When I look at it, bro, it's like the numbers don't lie. They like, don't. It's like I, I feel like they I feel like they both probably came up off of that. But can we can we stream, can, can we talk about but can we talk about two different cultures though when it comes to like like just just start them in in the first place, cause you got you got exactly. those that write that write out for culture just because of numbers, and you got those that actually you feel me will, will grind it out to the last second you feel me without having to sign to nobody. So wait, what? Say that one more time. So you got you got those mainstream individuals like the Drakes, right? Like I was saying before, they they're gonna be putting out songs because people want songs. You got those like the Kendrick Lamar that's that's dropping like a few every four or five years. You feel what I'm saying? Okay. That's kind of what, what I'm telling you in regards to in regards to credibility. Like nobody, nobody never discredited Drake for not being a superstar. We knew that he, that's what he was. Yeah. Like we knew he was international. Like if if we were to put Drake and Meat Mills in the same category, we already knew that Drake would be him over like three times over. You feel what I'm saying? But the reality was kind of like bringing the culture back to where we at. Like talk about the streets. We talk about like real real life. Like what you actually went through. Like, not what somebody else wrote down for you. Like, you feel what I'm saying? Because now he's walking around rapping about this stuff. And, and now it's like, you got real life. Like, where you got Chicago dudes, real life, living that situation. Like, you got rappers on a regular basis passing away because of whatever they were rapping in, in the song. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? So, so for Drake, this is why we call it culture vulture. It's like, bro, you're rapping about something you're not living. So now when, we, when they bring it to you, now you want to start bringing security around. So it's like, it's kind of like a lifestyle that you, it's not for you, bro. So... So I'm not even saying that it's for me and nobody. It's not for nobody, bro. On the real, so it's like, it's like to rap about it, especially you having that that mainstream. Like you actually have kids looking up to you, bro. Like you're a pop star. Like you got kids five, six years old, just like a Justin Bieber looking up to you, bro. So you rapping about stuff you're not even living for. So, so what good is that doing, bro? Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? You already have the rappers doing that. You already have the the, the culture. You already have the place for them to listen listen to that. Mm-hmm. But when you're a mainstream artist like like a Drake, bro, you can't certain ways you can't move, bro. You feel what I'm saying? And it's kind of like it's one of the things I, I really liked about Meat Mills is that 
even though me Mills was a rah-rah, but that rah-rahness about him really exposed him. And that exposure really kind of like made Drake set, step back a little bit. And in that sense, I feel like Drake don't 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 take nothing back from him, bro. Like he's a great artist. You feel me? He had hits on top of hits. I can't take nothing back from it. I still have bangers I was listening to. You feel me on the way here? Like, but it's kind of like just you looking at stardom, bro. It's like LeBron James, for example, bro. Mm-hmm. Like just like the beef we're talking about right now. It's like no matter what, like he's always gonna have that hatred. Like oh, somebody gonna talk bad about him. You feel me? Because that's just a part of life. Mm-hmm. Like, when, once you're doing something that everybody else can't do, they're always going to have something to say about it. So and now it's really just choosing sides. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, at, but at the end of the day, and at the end of the day, Drake is, has probably achieved the most mainstream, mainstream success you can ever achieve as an artist. You know, he is considered one of the best artists of all time you know i'm pretty sure and i then, mean those are fandom 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 I'm, I'm, I'm just highlighting i'm, I'm just highlighting shit, his greatness but i think what really stunned everybody is that drake comes from rap he started off rapping mm-hmm. and the fact did that, he start rapping like he he comes from hip-hop he well, he didn't he wasn't a pop star first and became a rapper second he was a he was a rapper first he came out of the rap wor- world first and and then entered into the more of world. the okay go ahead so i, I, know, I know what you're trying to say like he was like an enigma he was his yeah. own thing like yeah because even like they call i mean jay-z pretty much called him like a breath of fresh air yeah like as far as like what he was doing with like melodies making well, you know like song now i wouldn't even say songs but just like or like yeah, he would like but ever, rap, man. but he would always like rap mm-hmm. with like a like a a zone chorus. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Like his foundation, but at the end of the day, his foundation I still believe is is rap. Like he, that's the grounds he comes from, mm-hmm. and I think that because we we found out through Meek Mill exposing the situation um, that it wasn't pure all the time not saying that everything is ghost written and i'm pretty sure those time tracks i'm not pretty sure but i hope those time tracks are not ghost written because i think that's some of his best lyrical work but it's just it's just like you 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 see that and you get you become disappointed as a fan and i was kind of disappointed as a fan that you know the person i thought was the the best rapper (laughs) of this generation had help and now you know for me this is like this this doesn't really matter at the end of the day but for me but like in my little rap fantasy Mm -hmm. I'm like, damn. Well, I can't consider him the best rapper anymore. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just like if, if a UFC fighter was was caught doing steroids, he was just whooping niggas' asses, and it's like, well, I can't consider him the greatest fighter anymore. Like, and but it. and this is like the argument in 2015, bro. Think about the stuff you're arguing about nowadays. Boy, are you eating? <laughs> 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 Yo, people are gonna hate you. <laughs> I'm like, what are you eating? Dude, I love y'all. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. All right, we gotta bring this back on the rails, guys. <laughs> we get, we got a little too lit. <laughs> you, you're hot. <laughs> I know, boy. All right, we're, we're going to cut this uh, up shortly. Um, <laughs> I, this is like, we're probably at like the record as far as like longest podcast. Um, dude, we got to do some more often though, man. Nah, bro, this is good conversations, dude. Yeah. Like, I appreciate y'all for your feelings for just having me in. Just let me talk my shit for a second. Yeah, no, 100, 100. And 
I love to have you, man. You're my best friend. Guys, if it seemed heated at any time, that's what best friends do. That's our relationship. That's my brother. Don't think I hate Lanes. Don't think Lanes hate me or anything like that. Um, we love each other, man. Love Sorry each for other. the ice tune. No. <laughs> <laughs> Next episode, I think I'm going to have a Brazilian jiu-jitsu player come on. So we'll talk about the game, talk a little bit more about fighting and, you know, different aspects. He's like a philosopher, like older type guy, too. So I can't wait to have him on. Um, Lap, you have any closing remarks? Uh, nah, man. I uh, appreciate everybody listening. Uh, oh, if you haven't, you know, check out... Um, the uh the ebook uh money the uh the currency of illusion you know it's on uh kindle uh type it in on amazon check it out it's just quick read uh I promise you'll take something from you. 100 and where can people find you on like social media and stuff tag yourself yes sir all right so you can find me on ig at the honorable lanes albert and you can find me on twitter at socratic socratic justice with a um four as the as the a so yeah, man, just tune in. You feel me? Tap in. We we, we got some great stuff coming, man. Yeah. And for sure, and I definitely want to come back on the show again. Like I appreciate y'all, man. I like the vibe in here for real. Like sure, you feel me? I, I definitely want to have a little kit back. Like throw me a little spot just like this. Like for real. Like I like this. Yeah. All right, y'all boys. All right, much love, my brother. Already. That caps episode fifty-one. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny, boy.